0: This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability, the same attributes it takes to be a tight end.
1: Blue wire. Osweiler in trouble.
0: Osweiler brought down Khalil Mack.
1: Oh, here comes
0: Bullshot. or without a helmet. J.J. Watt will always put his fingerprints on a game. Steps up gonna be hit from the side and he's going down. That's a sack. Darius Leonard, the maniac.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Trench Warfare Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Thorne. And this week we have football finally coming back. I mean, it feels like it's been the longest offseason ever for, for obvious reasons with what everybody has been going through. But, man, I feel like it's much needed, you know, to have the NFL back for us. And I'm just so excited to finally be able to watch some new film. Uh, I mean, I've been I've been watching film on the 2019 season pretty much every day except the weekends now for you know since week one last year I mean I haven't really stopped uh I've been pretty much you know a few hours every day some some days six to eight hours of film uh five days a week um thankfully I'm able to work with a lot of different players now and and do a lot of really cool work with advanced scouting and things like that so it's kept me busy and uh I mean, I feel like I have a really good handle this year. You know, the, this is the the best handle I've ever had on the rosters in the NFL um, entering a season. So I'm prepared this year again. Uh, you know, once the NFL season starts, once a week you know commences, and at the end of the week, Game Pass usually gets the film in on i think it's tuesday uh maybe wednesday at the latest but i think tuesday is when it starts to trickle in uh the coaches tape of the prior week so this season uh like i did last season and the season before that as well once tuesday hits i'm gonna be here at my computer and i'm gonna watch every game every week uh on coaches tape and i mean i watch a lot more coaches tape than games on tv i honestly don't watch many games on tv I watch the night games Sunday and Monday and Thursday, Uh, but during the day, I mean, you know, I'll catch some stuff here and there on Sunday. But for me, I I watch you know the vast majority of football on you know the end zone angle uh, and watch the offensive and defensive line. I know Evan Silva, with with established the run, kind of makes fun of me for that uh, because he thinks it's boring. But uh, I mean, for me, that's that's the best way to watch the game. Uh, So. I'm excited for this year, so you can expect uh, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm going to be posting clips and just giving my observations of what I saw that prior week and doing video cut-ups. And then my mismatch article is going to be coming out every week this season on EstablishTheRun.com, where I'm going to be identifying the biggest mismatches where the defensive line has the advantage over the offensive line. And I'm doing that with the intention of identifying Um, which defenses in fantasy you can bet on that would reach the most sacks, pressures, hits, hurries, forced fumbles, sacks, turnovers. And it's all going to be predicated off defensive line play, Uh, specifically pass rush. So I'm evaluating every week when I, I sit down like I'm doing right now in front of me. I have the week one schedule, and I'm starting to build my article for Establish the Run, and I'm looking at every single matchup on the line of scrimmage for every game. And I'm identifying the five or six biggest mismatches where the whole defensive line has uh, an advantage over the offensive line. So that's gonna be you know, my, my main outlet this season where I can get my thoughts out uh, in that article. So highly recommend going to establishtheron.com. You can get a lot of good information there from other writers. Um, there's a heavy analytical bent uh, of the website which is cool to be a part of. Um, I, I learn a lot from them, uh, from the guys who write there and work there, uh, and I bring more of uh, a film perspective because that's really where I'd say ninety percent of my analysis comes from is is from studying the film and you know my notes that I take and all the video uh, library that I have, um, which is thousands. You know, at this point over the last five years, uh, so I have catalogs of players. And what they do well, their weaknesses, uh, different traits, and things like that. So that's kind of how I build my analysis from. But um, you know, for this for this episode today, I wanted to go into some week one matchups here, uh, and then we're going to get to an interview I have with Denver Broncos left guard Dalton Reisner that I think you guys are going to enjoy. So uh, you know, first off, uh, I think the the week one matchup that stands out to me will start with Thursday night. Uh, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson is going to be, you know, the two most exciting quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, You know, I know Lamar Jackson is right there as well, but I think Mahomes and Watson are probably the two best, Um, you know, with Russell Wilson being right there, Lamar, and then maybe Drew Brees. That's probably a a good top five uh, in my opinion. But in the trenches here, Mitchell Schwartz versus J.J. Watt is going to be an incredible matchup. Last year was a very good matchup as well. I think J.J. Watt got the better of Mitchell Schwartz last year um, because he beat him three, maybe four times um, inside uh, with inside pass rush moves. Um, you know, one time clean, like where Mitch barely even touched him, which is very rare for an elite player to get beat like that. But hey, you know, like uh, Eric. Biannimi was saying today in an interview that I posted on my Twitter, when you have elite versus elite matchups like that, JJ is going to win some and Mitch is going to win some. It's just the way it goes. Uh, and I expect the same thing to happen here on opening night on Thursday. Uh, chances are Watt is going to probably win one or two reps um, versus Schwartz. And Schwartz is probably going to you know win the rest uh, when they're at least one-on-one in pass pro, which you know, the Chiefs do a phenomenal job of helping offensive line with their scheme uh, whether that be jet motion, RPO, play action, slide protections. Um, They do a lot of creative things to uh, create advantageous angles for their offensive linemen post-snap to create uncertainty pre-snap for defenders as well which creates hesitation which helps offensive linemen so that you know Andy Reid and the Chiefs do a great job of that Um, so that's something to watch out for in this game as well but um, uh, you know a pretty pretty even matchup really there with Texans defensive line versus the Chiefs offensive line i mean the Texans without dj reeder it's going to be interesting i think the chiefs are going to be able to to move the ball on them on the ground if they you know if one, whenever they decide to do that i mean chances are it's going to be when they have a lead um you know i deshaun's going to have to be amazing as he typically you know needs to be for the Texans to be competitive in this one uh and you know just because you know, losing D.J. Reeder for me is, is a big loss for that defense. Um, you know, he, he's a very good player. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see the Texans' defensive line in this game uh, match up with them uh, versus the run in particular. Because um, if you let the Chiefs run on you, then you absolutely have no chance. Um, but, yeah, so that's going to be interesting there. Uh, Whitney Merciless versus Eric Fisher is going to be an interesting matchup as well. It's going to be, you know, I'm curious to see Eric Fisher uh, week one after he got dominated, honestly, in the Super Bowl by Nick Bosa. So to see how he rebounds, Merciless is is not Nick Bosa, but he's an underrated player with a really good inside spin move, Uh, something to look out for there. Um, You know, Fisher's a guy who struggles with inside moves, especially from rushers who have enough speed to get upfield and get his hips to open up prematurely. And once Fisher does that, he's vulnerable to the long arm, the long arm stab into a bull rush, as you've seen from Khalil Mack over the years, destroy him with that. Um, but Merciless is a guy who has enough speed to stress Eric Fisher's pass set vertically up the field. And then he has that really nice inside spin. So I'd look out for for, for that to maybe occur in this game. Uh, so a couple interesting matchups there but moving on to 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 some even better matchups I mean Mitchell Schwartz and J.J. Watt is one of the three best matchups I think in the trenches in the entire week Uh, but better matchups than Fisher and Merciless at least will go to which I think is the best matchup of the week and that is Trent Williams versus Chandler Jones uh, Cardinals 49ers that's a later game on Sunday but Man, I mean, they've had some battles over the years. You can go to my Twitter account, at Brandon Thorne NFL, to see that broken down. I went back to their 2015 matchup and their 2018 matchup. Those are the only two times they've played. Uh, they Those two teams uh, played each other. Um, well, the Cardinals and the Washington team played each other in 17 and 16, but Trent Williams wasn't playing in those games due to injury. Uh, so they've only played twice. I have every rep, every meaningful rep that they had against each other on my Twitter account. You can go check that out. The only way that Chandler Jones has ever beat Trent Williams is going inside with his stutter inside swim. And that's a move that Chandler Jones has beat Tyron Smith clean with. He's also beat a guy, I believe he's beat Andrew Whitworth with that, but I need to double check on that one, but definitely has beaten Tyron Smith and Trent Williams inside clean with that stutter inside swim movie has which is filthy. Um so that's something to look out for there. But I think all in all Trent Williams has has won those matchups um, aside from you know a rep here and there. So Trent Williams is a year uh you know coming off a year off of football and Chandler Jones is better than he was when they played in 18, I think. Um, Not by much, because Chandler Jones has been an elite player for several years now. It's just he's finally now getting the recognition. Uh, But it's going to be interesting now. I think it's going to be a little bit more even than it was in the past, and I expect Chandler to 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 win a couple more reps probably this week, um, especially with Trent, you know, first week back. But that's going to be a great matchup. So, um, and and one B to that one A is really it's Zach Martin and Aaron Donald. I mean, you know, we were focusing on the edges uh, in those prior two conversations, but. Man, it doesn't get better than Zach Martin and Aaron Donald. Those are literally the two best that's the best offensive lineman at any position playing football and the best defensive lineman at any position playing football. That's really all that needs to be said. I mean, those that's going to be an incredible matchup. So, I'll, you can be sure that uh, you know come Tuesday, Wednesday after all these games are over, all those highlights will be on my Twitter account of those matchups in particular and then I'll probably have some other random ones that catch my eye. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to you know go too far into this because I can you know talk about matchups all night long here. I want to get to this interview that I have with uh, Dalton Reisner. I think you're going to appreciate it and enjoy it. He had some good insight to provide. We talked about his rookie season and how impressive that was. Um, some of the things that uh, he he does well that impressed me. Some of the things that he wants to work on. Some you know toughest opponents, how he prepares, playing for Coach Munchak, and more. So think you're gonna enjoy this one and um, I'm looking forward to talking to you after week one Sunday Sunday Sundays are coming back in the NFL with NFL Sunday ticket TV you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices plus red zone and DirecTV fantasy zone channels so you can never miss your favorite teams and favorite players no matter where you live NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. All you have to do is use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is something that I use often with my family. You know, you get home late from work, a lot is going on around the house, I have multiple kids. So oftentimes we go to DoorDash, you know, the website is easy to use. Uh, So it's something that we really appreciate having and the service is uh, really timely as well. And there's a lot of good options in our area. So it's something that I definitely recommend. They also have an app that brings you the food that you're craving right to your door. Uh, Ordering is easy, like I said, you can open the app, choose what you want. And your food can be left safely outside of your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting that is in that app. So you could choose from restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Cheesecake Factory, and a lot of other good options. So a lot of local restaurants are on there as well. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and the food will be on the way. All right, everybody, I'm here with Denver Broncos left guard Dalton Reisner. Uh, Really excited to talk to him. Dalton, thank you so much for doing this. How are you doing tonight?
0: I'm doing great, sir. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely, man. And, you know, I wanted to have you on because I just finished up uh, watching your tape from your rookie season and. Man, I was just so impressed with uh, a lot of what you did. I, you know, I liked you coming out of Kansas uh, State University um, and just your career there was really impressive and I think it translated really well. Obviously, you know, you as an offensive lineman and as being a young guy, I'm sure there's a lot of things that you want to improve, but from my perspective, uh, I thought you, you did a lot of the little things really well. Um, h- how do you feel about your rookie year and then this season that you got coming up in year two?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I really appreciate that, man. That goes a long way. And, you know, I'm the type of person that when I look back on my film, I shake my head. You know, I feel like I have a lot to be better at. I feel like I have a lot of room to improve and a lot of areas that I want to showcase my skills better. So, you know, I'm happy with how rookie year went. You know, I think I did a good job, but I didn't do a great job. So, my goals for year two are to clean up the technique and get better at the things that I know I can get better at and really showcase who I think Dalton Riser can be. And, um, The team comes first, but, you know, to be a better team, i got to be a better individual. So that's kind of some of my main goals.
1: Yeah, so just to, to break down your game a little bit more, because the people who listen to this podcast like the, the nuanced offensive line talk. So for me, watching you on tape, when I say, you know, quote-unquote little things, some of the things that I mean that you typically don't see from rookies or many young guys is, one of the things for me was how active you are in pass protection, how you're always looking for work and correctly identifying the most dangerous man, um, you know, whether it be stunts or, you know, late loopers and, you know, blitz concepts and things like that. I thought you were your, your mental processing in that regard was was really impressive for a rookie. Do you think that comes predominantly from you preparing on you know in your your during the week on film study or, you know, what do you attribute your success in that area of your game to?
0: Uh, You know, I really appreciate that. You know, I think that I'm a competitor, Brandon. I know that I'm a competitor. And, you know, if I'm not walking somebody, I want to try to catch some work somewhere. So, you know, it doesn't really matter, you know, where I'm at uh, on the field. I'm just trying to get some work. I'm trying to get some work anywhere I can. I think that's a lot to do with being a competitor. And guys that, you know, don't want to compete, they're usually not doing that. But whenever you're a competitor, you're looking to find work, trying to help your other offensive linemen. And a lot of film goes with that, too, Brandon. Uh, You know, you got to watch film and see what guy's tendencies are and and say, hey, you know, I know that this twist is coming. So as soon as I pass that three tech off to my tackle, I got to make sure I have eyes back inside because I know that DN's looping on the other side and I got to help clean that up. So a lot of different things go into it. I really appreciate you, you noticing that, man. And I think that's just a competitor in me wanting to find some work and find someone to block every single play.
1: Yeah, and there's another aspect of pass protection, too, that stood out to me, just your ability to maintain levels with the guys next to you. Is that something that just comes naturally from, like, a spatial awareness thing of just feeling guys? Um, Because I thought that was another thing that you did really well, is just you didn't really ever let, you know, any major creases open up for rushers, and you you did a really nice job. And I think that that helps the center and the left tackle. And, you know, part of you playing so well, I think, was, you know, a a, a big help for, you know, Garrett Bowles at left tackle playing better as well. So just that little thing that I think that you did well, is that just more of like kind of a feel thing?
0: Uh, You know, I really appreciate that as well, man. Uh, You know, I'd say that that comes from getting used to the guys that you play next to, Mm -hmm. making sure that you know how to play next to them and what they do and what you do, get practice, work together, understand each other. Um, A lot of that has to do with being a savvy football player you know as a professional football offensive lineman you have to be able to understand hey you know I need to be able to take a slide to the left knowing that Garrett my left tackle number 72 sets a little bit deep so I got to be able to realize hey whenever I kick out to the left I got to make sure I'm setting deep too because if I don't you know I'm be on different levels if there's a twist or you know this year with Lloyd Cushenberry I got to know some of his tendencies so it comes with getting to know the guys you play next to man and a lot of that you know, comes with having football savvy, football IQ, being able to understand what the guys next to you do and what you need to do to help them out.
1: So speaking of Lloyd Cushenberry from LSU, I, I thought on tape when I watched him, I thought he his football savvy, his football intelligence was really high. I think he handled a lot of the protection calls and things at LSU, from what I understand, and they had a lot of five man protections there um, as well. I think more than any other team in the country. So a lot of you know, a lot was put on them as an offensive line group and, you know, with the off season that obviously you guys are going through now being unique, not a lot of time to get to know each other. Do you think that helps you guys a lot? And, and also to piggyback on that, did you watch any tape of him at LSU to kind of get a familiarity there? Or has it all been just, you know, side by side in practice?
0: Yeah. You know, I watched film on Lloyd from LSU. I've seen him do some really good things. I've, I've kind of been in tune with Lloyd ever since we drafted him. and, you know, whenever we got to go to work, in camp, that's what I was looking forward to. You know, we did Zoom meetings. We did all that. But for offensive line, you got to work together. you got to put the pads on. you got to work together when it's physical, when it's hot, whenever it's the middle of camp, really see what people are about. And Lloyd continued to work hard and did an extremely good job. He's smart. He's intelligent, responsible. Um, I know he's going to give his best every single play. So, you know, it, I think a lot of becoming teammates with somebody and understanding what they do, you know, you watch their past film, but – The most important thing to do is build camaraderie with them, make them your friend, uh, get to work in the film room, get to work off the field, hang out, have them over to the house, and that's just things that are extremely important for an offensive line. I think that we really started to build that, and uh, we're starting to really get rolling at an O-line from the work we put in camp.
1: And you coming in last year as a rookie, you know, you're probably aware, but I mean, you came into a situation where you got to play for one of the best coaches to ever do it for offensive line and Mike Munchek, Hall of Fame player as well at the position. Um, so, I mean, what do you think was like the biggest or, you know, maybe a couple takeaways from his coaching style or maybe something specific, if you can talk about it, that he coaches that has kind of made you a better player or. Like, what are your impressions of him? You know, for you as a player, that's made you better. I believe that he just slows down
0: the game. Coach Munchak, like you said, has a gold jacket. He's done this before. He understands what it takes to be a great football player in this league, and he teaches that. He says, you know, if you follow this technique that I teach, you're going to be a successful player. You don't do your own thing. And ever since I've got here, I've just really bought into what Coach Mike Munchak is teaching us to the exact t of the technique because. You know, he says you won't get beaten. He's right. He knows exactly what he's doing. So uh, Coach Munchak does a heck of a job. He just slows the game down. He's done it before. He understands the ins and outs of the games. He understands the, you know, how rough it can get sometimes out there on the field and how sometimes the game plan is thrown out the window and you have to just kind of go with it. And it's just awesome to play for a coach that's done it and, you know, done it at a high level.
1: Yeah, and one thing that just came to me that I th- think might be interesting to talk about is you as a puller which is one of the areas of your game that I think is th- the best is your ability to to get out of your stance, get moving you know laterally down the line of scrimmage and if need be climb to the second third levels uh, you know and Munchek something that he instilled in Pittsburgh was you know a heavy use of a pulling guard. David Dicastro is one of the best, pullers in the league at the position uh, right guard at least but you know he I mean they he was featured in the running game so I was just wondering like for you did did you study any tape of DeCastro uh to to kind of pick up on things and do you study tape of of other offensive guards across the league at all
0: of course you know we watch a lot of film I think that's extremely important to watch me or other guys what works for them can you make this move work does it not work for you watch a lot of film on Zach Martin. I love uh, Sheriffs from the, the Redskins. Hmm. You, know, I've watched, uh, you know, I've watched a ton of film, man. DeCastro, much puts him on all the time. Those are probably three of the biggest guys that I watch. Uh, you know, there's, there's great targets around this league, man. I'd love to watch those guys. Quentin Nelson uh, and just figure out what I can do better. Whether, you know, you know, I'm a confident guy or not, I think, you know, I'm right up there with those guys. I still want to watch film on those guys and, you know, figure out what they do well and work it out for myself because, you know, I can always learn, man. I can always
1: be better. Right, right, and last thing that I wanted to talk about a little bit was some of the opponents that you faced uh, last year. Um, you know, to you just right off the top, who to you is probably you know maybe one of the tougher guys that you faced last year? I know there was a lot of good ones, but was there one guy in particular for you that you thought was probably the most fun challenge that you had?
0: I thought Chris Jones and Jarrell Casey were just outstanding football players, man.
1: Hmm. And, you know,
0: that that we got Jarrell Casey on our team now. But those are the two guys that really stuck out for me, Calais Campbell as well. Um, you know, I think that they're all good players. You know, every single team that I played last year, I felt like they were absolutely phenomenal, man. Uh, the highest level of talent. But those two people, I feel like, really separated themselves, in, in my eyes, anyways.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Jerome Casey had an incredible play against you on a double team last year where he, like, dropped to a knee and kind of – I've heard it called, like, a corkscrew technique for a defensive linemen where they turn and just drop and then reduce the surface area for the tackle so he can't really block anything. Do you remember that play?
0: Yeah, it was on the. It was over on the right side. I was on the back side of that play, but I remember when he did it and he literally just nosedived underneath the double team <laughs> and came right back up to tackle Phil Lindsey, uh, right before our first down. It was uh, it, it was unfortunate.
1: <laughs> it's just crazy, man. He's he's but such hey, a we underrated. got him on our
0: team now, I guess, right?
1: Uh, yeah, and you know, speaking of that, do you or have you picked his brain at all about just maybe techniques or anything about, you know, playing against different defensive linemen?
0: Oh, of course. You know, we we talk in practice. You know, we've yeah. been watching film this week already together. Uh, he's a great resource. And I'm going to continue to use him. You know, whether we, you know, are duking it out in practice and he's beating me and I'm beating him, whatever it is, I think we're constantly getting better uh, by kind of taking each other's brains and working together on things. So I love I love learning from other guys, man, especially a guy like that who's a heck of a player. So I try to take advantage as much as I can
1: awesome all right man well i appreciate you giving me some time here and everybody who's going to be listening to this i'm sure appreciates it as well so yeah man just best of luck this season and i can't wait to watch you in uh in year two
0: i really appreciate that brandon thank you for all your help man thanks for the kind words and uh let's go out there and get them this year man
1: all right man talk to you soon all
0: right have a great night
1: man you too Bye.